TikTok personality Desaria Schaefer has died. She was 18 years old. In a statement to People, East Baton Rouge Parish Coroner Shane Evans confirms that his office responded to a suicide death on Tuesday for Schaefer. He confirmed her death in a TikTok video and on a GoFundMe page. He said that his daughter had died on Monday and suggested that she struggled with her mental health, writing that he wishes she had come to him to talk through any stress she was feeling. Schaefer's mother also confirmed the news in an emotional Facebook post, writing in part, I'm so heartbroken. Schaefer, who is known on TikTok as D, became a fixture on the video sharing platform where she amassed over 1.4 million followers. She also had thousands of followers on Instagram and YouTube. On Monday, she posted a series of videos on her Instagram that were titled Last Post. Oh, it hurts the most cause I don't know the Maybe I shouldn't have cried when you left and told me not to If it seems like your life is spiraling out of control, that you sense evil forces attacking you from every side, what you urgently need is a miracle. Maybe you've lost your faith along the way. Maybe you want to believe, but all you see is defeat. Maybe you don't feel like you deserve to be healed or rescued from your problem. Maybe you have no idea just how much God loves you and just how powerful He is to save those who cry out to Him. Don't worry, it's not about how you feel, it's about His Word. What has He promised those who believe? Even those who haven't been faithful to Him. God cares about what you choose to believe right now and not about your mistakes in the past. You need an urgent miracle. He needs you to act your faith. Dare to believe and see your urgent miracle come to life. Are you ready to fill your soul with the sustenance it needs? Look no further. Bishop Joshua Fonseca's Soul Food Podcast. You can listen anytime to these engaging messages of faith. From testimonies and real life stories to musical entertainment, is here to satisfy your spiritual hunger. Tune in today for a journey of hope, strength, and truth, and be uplifted with each episode wherever you are. Don't let your soul go hungry. It's time for some soul food. In the height of my lust, when I was going through fornication and pornography, something that I always knew that I wanted in the future was a wife and a family. Regardless of how many women I had slept with, regardless of how many times I would watch pornography, I knew that I wanted to be a husband to one woman. I wanted to love her the right way. At the time, I didn't know that that was the way that Christ loved the church. I looked at my father and the way that he loves my mother. I looked at my grandfathers and the way that they loved my grandmothers, and I knew that I wanted that. I knew that I wanted a good marriage. I wanted a um, loving family, and I wanted to lead and love well as a man. And so I knew that in order to achieve that, my lifestyle would have to change currently. And I would just evaluate myself in a spiritual mirror, in a sense. And I would look at my spiritual reflection and I would say to myself, you can't continue to live like this. I was a kid that 
you could say kind of grew up in the American dream. Um, I grew up in the suburbs, nice house, safe neighborhood, um, good upbringing. Um, I knew all four of my grandparents. Um, my mother, my mother and my father were both in my life. They loved me well. Um, they weren't perfect like no human being is, but they did the best that they could in raising me and loving me and showing me who Jesus was. My father was and is currently a pastor of a church. And so I was exposed to church all of my life, whether if I was in the world or if I was saved. I remember when I was a kid, I would go to church. I didn't understand what worship was. I didn't understand what praise was. And I honestly didn't even know who Jesus was. I just knew that this was a person, an entity who represented good or something positive, the opposite of darkness, right? And so I remember um, I, I always consistently flash back to an image of my mother praising. My mother is a very expressive praiser. Um, my father, when he would preach, he's very expressive. Um, they're both loud. <laughs> um, and so I would have those consistent deposits of going to church with my mother and my father throughout my entire childhood. And so, you know, they never forced me to live for God. Um, I believe that their heart posture was, this is what is being presented before you and you have to make the decision. And so with that, um, like every normal kid in society, kids want to be cool. Kids want to be accepted. Kids want to fit in with the crowd. And so um, from, I would say, around kindergarten to fourth grade, I would say that I was just doing my thing. I wasn't really, you know, engulfed in wickedness to the degree that the enemy wanted me to. But fifth grade was that mark for me. And I remember it specifically because how the devil did it was he did it in increments. So one thing I noticed was from the transition of fourth grade to fifth grade, fifth grade was the first time I would use profanity passively. And so from, from the time I was born to fourth grade, I never cursed. I never said a word of profanity, regardless of how angry or frustrated I was. Even if I heard kids doing it, I never did it. But fifth grade was that moment where I crossed the line of using profanity, profanity loosely. Didn't care how I said things or what I said. And so it was stepping stones. And I would just consistently try to fit in. I started to listen to music outside of gospel music. And that also wasn't my norm either. So I, I literally did these things just to be cool. And then when I was in sixth grade, I heard one of the people that I went to school with talk about pornography and I didn't watch it at the time, but it was just the fact that it was in my system. Mm. Mm. I was preparing on man, them streets just had me nauseous. Moving with my blicking, man, they want me in a coffin. Man, it's pain in my chest, it got me coughing <laughs> Never been caught like it, moving cautious mm. You don't see my pain mm -hmm. You don't know a thing mm -hmm. You don't see my pain no. You don't know a thing mm. I was praying on man, the street just had me nauseous Moving with my blicking, man, they want me in the coffin Man, it's pain in my chest, it got me coughing <laughs> Never been caught like it, moving cautious You don't see my pain mm -hmm. You don't know a thing mm -hmm. 
You are listening to Soul Food with Bishop Joshua. We'll be right back. If you have been enjoying this podcast, share it with a friend or family member. A special message from Bishop Barra Joshua. Friends, may the Lord Jesus bless your life. We came to you to bring you what Jesus wants, life and life more abundantly. But today I want to talk to you about a man called Job. This man was having many questions like you. You are over there always saying, why, why, and why? Why me? Why this prison time? Why this long sentence? Why I am here and my family is out there? Why, why, and why? It's not going to solve your problem. Stop saying why. Stop asking questions. Faith is about actions, not questions. Another time I'm going to talk about it. Uh, uh, Actions and questions. But now, stop saying why, why, why. There was a man in the Bible that his whole life he was complaining and he was asking questions. It did not solve his problem. I'm talking about Job. He lost all his kids. He lost his wife. He lost his properties, he lost his goods, and his health. Does it sound familiar to you? Hey, does it sound familiar to you? Job lost everything. He lost his freedom, he lost his house, he lost his money, he lost his wife, he lost his children, and his freedom. And even his close friends disappeared. Does it sound familiar to you? And then Job started having many, many, many questions. I want you over there to read here some of the questions that Job had. He said, why wasn't I born dead? Have you ever seen the same? Why wasn't I born dead? Dead, he said, why didn't I die as I came from the womb? Why, why, and why? Let us read next. He said, cursed that day for failing to shut my mother's womb. She did not want to come out. He, he did not want to be born. Because he said, for let me be born to see all this trouble. Does it sound familiar to you? When you are alone in your cell, when you are by yourself, these are the questions that you have. Why didn't I die? And you have been at the edge of death. You had the pistol 
You had a gun pointed to your head. You were beaten, you were used, you were abused. You had this overdose, but you are still alive. You know why? You know why you're still alive? Because God has a plan for you. He has a plan for you. And hey, God has sent me to you. And you to me. It's a plan. I'm not here preaching. This is not a religious organization. Whether you are Christian, Muslim, Catholic, believer, unbeliever, doesn't matter. It's all about your soul. Someone told you that you wouldn't make it. Someone told you that you weren't capable. Someone told you that what you wanted wasn't for you. They will be proven wrong. There is a way out for you. And the last word belongs to the Lord. You are now listening to Soul Food with Bishop Joshua. Don't stop listening. There is more soul food to share. I used to like hang out a lot with my friends outside of school and I used to have a lot of boyfriends because I used to feel a lot of emptiness inside, a lot of loneliness inside of me. I didn't feel the love of my parents actually. I didn't feel like anybody loved me or like I was a problem of everything. They weren't like around me that much. Like they didn't ask me, oh, like, how are you? Like, how was your day or something like that? Because I used to like feel like, oh, nobody likes me. So I was like, oh, so why not start, you know, a relationship? Like somebody actually loved me, somebody actually cared. But actually that turned out like very like bad because um, the boys started act, like acting weird. I didn't start like, like arguments with me. I don't know what, at what that age, but I still have thyroid disease in my throat. It started with um, a symptoms. My hair kept falling off and um, I started getting cold out of nowhere. The doctor told me everything that, I, you know, what I had, what was, what was, what was my disease about. So I, I understood, you know, all everything that was going on with me. There was no cure. He told me that I needed to take um, a lot of pills actually every day and night to control my the thyroid so it wouldn't grow. My mom took me every day six months to a, to my checkups and my treatment every day. I used to feel lonely actually because you know I thought I was the you know the only one that had this disease from my family. There was a lady that my mom worked with, um, and um, the lady that was in her work she invited her. So she gave her like a newspaper to invite her to the church. She went to the services and kept, you know, persevering and persevering. And she invited me, but I wasn't feeling like it because I didn't really want to know anything about God. One day, um, it was like the pandemic came and everything. Um, I started, you know, all the churches were closed and there was nothing. And so um, my mom invited me to come to one of the services here. And um, I came. And um, I met the, the pastor's wife and pastor, and they were all so nice to me. And I actually was invited to the YPG. YPG is like a place where, you know, you won't feel judged, where, you know, we care about you, where you can like find your youth, where you can play, you know, and find the word of God. We started to like um, being one of the events that they had. And um, I remember, I was there at the event and I, I actually understood, you know, what the pastor was saying. Cause he said like, not to be afraid, you know, to overcome your problems. And, you know, that actually gave me like, like um, faith. I started to change like 
not talking to my old friends no more, not going to like parties with them. I started to like separate away from this world. And I started to like actually, you know, overcome everything, you know, the problems, you know, using my faith with the water. The first result was when I, you know, started to read um, more the Bible, actually. I didn't know anything about the Bible, but like I started reading in the book of Matthews and that the book of Matthews actually helped me a lot because to know more about Jesus and what he did for me on the cross. Nobody forced me to like um, take this decision to actually change. Um, I took the, the decision to change because I wanted to see like my life change the way from before and after. My looks started to change, like the way I dress, the way um, I used to hang out with my friends. I broke up with all my boyfriends that I used to have in the past. Um, and everything changed step, step by step, it changed. And I started became like a new person. I heard about the Holy Spirit um, in one of the reunions on Sundays, but I didn't really know anything about it. So we started to like having classes with the pastor's wife and I started like um, participating in them. They helped me understand more about the Holy Spirit and what, he's, what He has done to other people's lives when they receive it, you know, and I wanted that actually in my life. I wanted, you know, that change, that peace. When I received it, the Holy Spirit, um, I, um, I got that certainty, like a peace. I felt like, um, I felt like a peace, uh, like a security that, you know, God was with me. You know, and I felt I didn't feel like the emptiness anymore, that anxiousness, that depression, that the sadness, everything went away. I was like definitely a new person. The sickness actually was cured. I was cured um on this day actually. Um the results came and they said that it was normal, that I don't need to take any more pills, that I was actually completely cured. I am happy, a new person. And like everything that I ever wanted was, it was here, you know, when I came to church. It is worth it, you know, coming to the youth group and to like know more about God because if you're feeling depressed right now or lonely, um, God wiped that away. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. Stay tuned tomorrow for more. Make sure to turn on your notifications and share this food with others. No,